Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. The boss. There he is. All right, Luca Nation. We're going behind the scenes right now. I was able to get you an all-access exclusive interview with the man himself, Mr. Cage Lawyer. How does it feel to go 8-3 and three on this Sunday? Well, it's, uh, I think it's the second time we've done it, right? So, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're 27 and 12, I think, against the spread in the last three weeks. It's pretty damn good. Um, listen, we got lucky on some, we got unlucky on others. That's the way it balances out. But uh, it's like you said in the morning, right? I mean, if you put enough research in and, you know, you, you play these things the way they should be played, you take emotion out of it. I would have loved to have picked my Raiders today. But, uh, you know, the spread was – You couldn't do it. Uh, is Josh yeah. Allen the real deal? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he's played against anybody really good. I think his defense has played really well. He's looked good, but um, I'd love to see him play against a better defense. I'd love to see um, – I'll look at the schedule and see when he plays the Patriots and see what Bill Belichick does to him. You know what I mean? He looks like somebody who you could scheme for, who you could take away, you know, his best receiver and, uh, you know – make him make some mistakes. So we'll see. We'll, you know, we'll definitely see. Look, you got to remember, he's in the AFC, right? So, um, you know, while he looks great and while he's 4-0 and while his cards are selling great, I, I have one myself selling and I would recommend people start to sell him because remember, he's in the AFC and as good as Tyler Hero was and as good as John Morant was and as good as Zion was, their teams were limited and they all went into the playoffs against, uh, you know, LeBron and they all went into the playoffs against these other teams. And the same thing will wind up happening in the NFL um, you know, to get to the Super Bowl, he would have to take out Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, the Ravens or the Chiefs, the Patriots, the, you know. Um, so, you know, he may very well be, you know, a better than average quarterback. He may very well be a good quarterback and his defense may be very good as well. But, you know, that team is not on the same level as those teams I just mentioned. So be honest, when Tom Brady threw an interception, they were down 21 to seven panic mode for a second there or did you think he had it in him no see the way it works on a Sunday right is you know you're not going to win every game and if you go into a thinking every game is going to be won you talked about it right flat betting balance your bets out right you have to realize that you know to 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 win more games than losing makes you basically a professional gambler right and if you can win eight and three forget about it especially on a consistent basis but you have to realize that some are going to break your way and some are not and I would have told you at the same time that I was putting in the Dolphins plus six all day. The way that they were playing the Seahawks, the way they were holding the Seahawks to some field goals, the way they were not letting the Seahawks, you know, go to town on them. And, you know, that game was really close. It was like a two-point game in the fourth quarter. And, you know, Seattle just, you know, a couple of bounces went the wrong way. Miami should have punched it into the end zone a couple of times, and they just settled for five field goals. And, um, you know, it just mm-hmm. – the game did not end the way I wanted it to end. Obviously, the Bucks game did. Um, that was a close one. The Saints were down big. The Saints were losing, I think, 14-0 to, uh, to Detroit pretty quickly. Yep. And then they went on a huge run. So, football is a long game. Um, you, know, you know, it tends to even itself out. Um, and there were some games that did not go the way, I mean, look, the Texans, right? The Texans were basically, a, you know, a field goal game, a two-point pick them, depending on where, you know, where, where the spread was. And that game we lost, but, you know, Will Fuller caught a touchdown 
to end the game, basically, you know, with a minute left, that had they counted it at a two-point conversion, it would have been a tie game, potentially going to overtime, and Texas could have, could have covered that. But on review, they called the, the fourth down touchdown no good. I mean, you know, they call football the game of inches. And there's a reason for it, right? I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to go nuts because it looks like the Bucks and Brady were, were going down, a, you know, a bad path because, you know, there were other games that were going down good paths that turned out not being great for us. So, you know, everything kind of balances out. Okay. I love it. I love it. Um, I mean, the Bears look horrible. You want to talk about that? I, I don't want to take the show away from you. King Cage. So no, no. Pick? Listen, you could talk about any of the games you like, right? Brady and the Bucks look good, but they don't look great. And um, you know, I, I, you know, it's still like we're a quarter of the season done. You know, the thought if you're a Bucks fan, you know, you want to continue to see, you know, progress from them. They're three and one now. They've won three games in a row, um, but you know, they don't look like a dominant force. Nobody really does in the NFC, though. So I guess that's been a part of it, right? Um, the Ravens, oh, wow, why are they putting RG3 in in a game that's basically mm-hmm. given away? And, you know, I told you about the halftime line, and they were up by 11 and a half times. So that first half line would have covered, too. I'm not counting that, right? But, you know, obviously they did they did do well in the first half. But they were up by, I think, by, they were up by 14 or 17. Or, you know, they gave up also a late score, you know, in the first half. They still would have covered the first half line. But it's just weird, you know. I mean, it never that game was never really in doubt. But, um you know, I mean, you put RG3 in to kind of clock it and run the ball. He doesn't need to throw a 40-yard down the left sideline for an interception. I mean, what are, what are they doing? Um, the Browns, did they not want to win the game? I mean, are the Cowboys just going to, like, spot people for touchdowns and try to come from behind and catch them every time? Um, That's, uh, that, that loss is on Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. After your team fights back like that in the fourth quarter, shows that much grit and resilience, and you guys know how much I hate the Cowboys, they show that much grit and resilience to not even give your defense a chance. Yep, that's horrible. What are you doing? There's four minutes left in the game. Kick the ball and let your defense, who has all the momentum at home, defend. That's what you do. Also, you got to figure something out here, right? I mean, there were a couple years back where the Raiders were were losing every game in the fourth quarter. They either had leads or they were tied in the fourth quarter. And I would say, you know, what's the story there? Maybe it's stamina. Maybe they're not working out the right way. I'd love to know what Mike McCarthy is doing in the beginning, what he's doing in warm-ups, what he's doing in the beginning of these games. Does he need to get his guys out there earlier? You know, I'm just going to equate it to the uh, fighters. There are some fighters that go into fights and they have their corner basically beat them up in the locker room. Like they basically have the first, they're slow starters. They have like the first round of the fight in the, in the locker room. I've seen, you know, certain fighters have their brothers like smack them in the face, you know, or they're walking up to the, you know, to the cage. They, you know, they hit them, they hit themselves and they, you know, because they don't want the first time they get punched in the mouth to be in the cage. You know, they get that shock out of, out of the system. And basically that way, when they're starting the fight, first round of the fight's really second round or third round. You know, maybe the Cowboys need to figure something like that out because you can't go into Are they cold? Are they going into it, you know, just not ready to, to play? Um, do they need more of a warm-up? Do they need less of a warm-up? Are they, are they tired? I mean, seriously, what is going on with that team that when they start the game off, they basically just say, okay, it's like me having a, a race against my kids where I let them go 100 yards ahead of me and say, okay, now I'll start, you know, and I'll catch up to them. You know, that's not a recipe for success in the NFL. And, you know, it's a shame too because Dak Prescott now has more passing yards through four games than anyone in the history of the NFL. He beat Kurt Warner's prior record, from, you know, the greatest show on turf. 
He's got like 1,700 yards passing in, in four games. He got like 500 yards today. He's averaging 425, 430 yards a week. Um, it's really just a, a crazy thing, and yet the team is one in three. So there's something wrong there. They got to figure it out. I don't know whether you changed the whole game plan. I don't know whether you started off by just, you know, putting the ball in Zeke's hands, whether it's running it, you know, catching short passes, whatever it may be, um, and go back to that. The positive that you have there is, you know, even though the Cowboys don't have a great record, that division is just terrible. So, you know. What I I pay attention to as we're going into – this is going to be week five we're going, going into. Yep. Which teams have, a, have an identity? I think what makes Bill Belichick so good is every year in, year in, year out, he gives that team an identity. And unfortunately or fortunately, it seems to me like the Cowboys have the identity of playing from behind. So if that's your identity, you're always going to find yourself behind and throwing the ball. Yep. Uh, I, think, I think finding an identity is super, super important uh, in football. What is your team about, you know? Well, listen – Today, the Browns were about covering, even if it was a money line, man. And I hope you guys got on that because that was one of those stone-cold locks today. We all, we all said it. And, Andrew, you, you got to give yourself credit, too. You, you told people, play it however you want it. Play it all three ways. That was your, you know, here's the card. You know, play it getting the points. Play it money line. Play it as part of a tease. Um, and, you know, all of those would have been – you'd be sitting pretty yeah. with some, you know, with a nice bet on that one. So – and, you know, it's amazing. We said the run game was going to be there. We said the dynamic duo of Chubb and Hunt were the best one-two punch mm-hmm. in the NFL. And, you know, look, Chubb got hurt. I hope he's okay. I hope he comes back next week or the week after. But they did not miss a beat. You know, they had Hunt there as their number two. And, you know, he ran and they brought in some third and fourth string guys. And, and the Browns had over 300 yards rushing. You know, Mayfield did not have to do anything. But he did, and they had some trick plays between Beckham and Landry, and, you know, Beckham had a great run. I mean, that team's got some weapons. They start to look this season like what people expected them to look like last season. And if you are a regular listener to our podcast, and we hope you guys are, um, you know, and you listen to that, that, that preview that we did before the season started, you haven't go back. I think it was episode 55. Um, but if you haven't, go back and listen. And we said, you know, buy your Mayfield cards. You know, he's, 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 his prices are depressed. His prices are lower mm-hmm. than, you know, anybody out there. And, you know, and we, we said, you know, wait till October when they start winning and, you know, they have some momentum. Nobody expected Cleveland to be three and one, except us. We predicted it. You know, we, we told you this is where they were going to be. And, and here they are, you know, and, yes, um, you know, I think that, 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 you know, Cleveland's gonna have a good season. I think Mayfield's got a, you know, it's like a redemption season for him. He's, I think Miles Garrett. I think Miles Garrett. Oh, he had a problem, and I think he had another he, huge play today. He caused a fumble too. He had another great play today. That's three games in a row. Yep. And, and dude, that kind of, like controlling the lines, controlling the trenches in football, is one of the most important things to win in the game. He he single handedly is a problem on that defense. I don't think that defense is that good. Uh, and. So let's keep let's keep it moving because we want to talk a little bit about baseball, right? Well, listen, I want to skip one game, and I'm going to hold that till the end. And we definitely we can talk a little bit about baseball, 100. Um, percent I'm going to skip a game, you know, one of the one o'clock games. We go to the Dolphins, Seattle. That kind of went it went the way I thought it was going to go. You know, Seattle won. Uh, you know, the Dolphins kept it close, but at the end of the game, Seattle pulled away. You know, Russell Wilson does Russell Wilson things. Another thing, if you listen to our NFL preview shows, and you know, a couple of weeks back, we told you to buy Carson cards, and 
Chris Carson's rookie was, you know, three, four dollar card. And the guy just keeps scoring touchdowns. I mean, he got hurt last week. He came back, he played, mm-hmm. and, you know, he came in there and, he, you know, he, I think he had another two touchdowns today. The guy is good. The team is good. Um, and they're going to be up and they're going to be running the ball. And that guy is going to be, you know, he, he's going to be, he might leave the league in touchdowns. Who the hell knows? But, you know, he's, um, he gets them through the air. He gets them on the ground. And, you know, that, that Seattle team looks good. Russell Wilson looks really good. Um, the Saints minus three. I'm not thrilled with the Saints. I mean, they covered that one, but they let a, a Detroit team that I think is pretty terrible hang around. Mm-hmm. They, they, they let a Detroit team jump out ahead of them. Um, yep. Unlike Dallas, though, they didn't wait until the fourth quarter, to, you know, to try to come back. They came right back early. And, um, you know, the Saints really – it looks like they could score whatever they want. But it, it, if a better team jumped out to 14 points uh, against them, I, I don't think it would be as easy for the Saints to come back. Saints got some – they have some issues over there also. So we'll, we'll wind up – we'll see what happens with the Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bengals, how about the Bengals? We said they were going to get their first win today, and they did. Um, Joe Barrow looks like a real deal, man. You know, he got a he, he had a he had an interception in the end zone, which was not his fault. His receiver had the ball and let the defender take the ball away from him. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll see an interception in his stats, but I watched that game, and if you didn't watch the play, go watch it. If that was not his fault. Um you know, he had a good game. The Giants kept it close today. Um, the Giants kept it close with the uh, with the Rams, right? I mean, that was Giants mm-hmm. plus thirteen, plus thirteen and a half. I don't, I don't think the Rams ever had that in hand. I don't, I don't think the Rams were ever up thirteen and a half. Uh, the Giants' defense did a very good job. Um, obviously, the Giants didn't win, but they kept it close, like we said they were going to. The Bills minus three. You know, the Raiders mm-hmm. scored a scored a late crappy touchdown, but you know, the, basically the Bills had that game in hand from the first score. The Raiders never led. Um, and the Raiders also, you want to talk about a team that doesn't have an identity. They really don't. Derek Carr got hurt towards the end of the game. I hope he's all right. Um, you know, I, if you go back to our preview, I kind of, you know, expected them to be um, third in the division. Um, you know, that's a good division there. They're not the Chiefs. Um, but uh, like, uh, like I predicted, I predicted the Broncos to be terrible. So at least hopefully they're better than the Broncos when all is said and done. But, you know, that team – you know, coming out to a two and one start uh, was was like overperforming for them, and um, then you had the Colts minus two and a half, which, again, you know that game it got closer towards the end, but it was never in doubt that the Colts were going to cover that. They jumped out to a lead and they just maintained that lead. But here's the game that I held to the end because it's one of the few that I got wrong, and it's really I want to talk to you less about that we got it wrong and more about what it means for cards. Right, what what it means for what what are we gonna have here? And it's the Cardinals were minus mm. three three, minus three and a half, whatever the hell the score was, and the Cardinals just got they got demolished by a team I think that is significantly worse than them, by a team that the Raiders beat up on, the Panthers. And now that's two in a row for the Panthers. Right? It's two in a row for them without McCaffrey. And we were kind of making a kind of making a joke beforehand saying, you know, there are some people out there that think that the the Panthers are more balanced. They got Davis, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're Teddy, they're letting Teddy Bridgewater actually do some more stuff. Um, you Don't know, forget you, like, Bridgewater was a play that for you. I know. Early, I, wa- early, I watched, I watched that game today, which is why I wanted to talk about it. I watched, you know, more of that game because when I saw Carolina jump out to a lead, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Let me watch this. And I watched that game today. And Bridgewater looked good. When they were, there are, there are plays. He's not, he's never going to be Mahomes and he's never going to be, um, um, you know, Lamar Jackson, who had a 50-yard touchdown run today, which is amazing. Um, but he made plays with his legs. He made smart plays with his legs. He made good throws. He doesn't really make mistakes. Um, and 
Carolina looked better than I thought they did, but more importantly, uh, Kylo didn't look that good, and his team didn't look that good. So what do you think there? His cards are all over the place on eBay. So Summer, what are you saying? Like what are you saying? Seven hundred, seven twenty-five. Others ending on auction at eight twenty, eight fifty. It's a big variance. Uh, <laughs> I, I selfishly want the cards to go up because I do have a, a Kyler Prism PSA 10 on auction right now. And it was a $1,000 card just a few weeks ago. And now it's closer to $750. Uh, but I don't think they look good. And it's something that we, we talked about a little bit uh, in regards to Cliff Kingsbury. You know, he's someone that can – he's a great recruiter. He's a great salesman. You know, he's got that vibe to him. And he could close anybody. But at the same time – there is the X's and O's, right? They're scheming and uh, put, putting your, your players, understanding your players and putting them in a position to succeed. I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't get a chance to watch the Cardinals enough because I'm on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't air the game here. Yep. I, I haven't watched them enough to really have an opinion. They don't look good, but Kyler puts up some stats. 200 total yards. I don't know. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, you know... I've watched him play, and he, he looks like he can make plays with his legs. Um, you know, he looks like he's the real deal. But um, that team is becoming what I said they were going to be, right? They were going to be basically a 500 mm -hmm. team, slightly better than a 500 team, maybe, um, and not even really contend for that division. Mm -hmm. um, if that's what they are, his cards are, uh, are, are all hype. There's a lot of hot air in his cards. You know, I, I, I hate to say it, but, you know, that's, that's what it is presently. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, the, you know, football. It's uh, you know they try to break it into into quarters, right? So this is the first quarter of the season done. You know, he goes out and wins the next four games, and they're six and two. His cards will be double what they are again now. You know, it's an overreaction kind of league. Although with a, a rookie like him, with a team that's only getting better with the weapons he has, I don't think people are gonna jump off of the Kyler Murray hype train. I mean, the cards won't continue to fly. They won't go up, um, yeah. as, uh, you know, with the momentum that they've had. But, um, you know, it's, uh, that's the interesting story. It really yeah. is. It's the interesting story to he watch. Has enough, he has enough weapons and enough of his own weapons mm -hmm. that he could go off for five touchdowns at 350 yards and 100 rushing. Yep. He has that, and investors know. So, invest, like, there's two types of investors in Kyler, right? There's the guy that bought his prison PSA pen for like 600 bucks. Mm -hmm. They're not going anywhere. And then there's the guys that graded it, subbed it, and got a 10, like me. And, you know, I'm fine with selling it for 750 as much as I'm fine selling it for 1000 uh, But the right. people that bought in right before the season, I don't think they're selling just yet because it's kind, it's kind of neutral, right? You haven't, yeah. It's not like he's played terrible, like Danny Dimes. Or he's injured like Drew Locke, but he also hasn't played amazing like Russell Wilson. Right. No, 100%. And look, there are, you're right. There's a bunch of class of people on there. I wasn't lucky enough to get any 10s on all on my submissions of Kyler Murray. I, I continue to get nines. Shit happens. So, but listen, another nice day today. You know, we've had, uh, you know, we've had a lot of people listen to the episode and we're happy about that. And we hope that you guys, you know, made some plays. Hope that you rode with us, and um, you know, more importantly, hope that you're, you know, you're, you're listening, and you're getting a little bit of, you know, knowledge, a little bit of value, 
Um, you know, we, we got a bunch of people messaging us saying that, they, you know, this is their favorite episode that we do weekly, even though we don't, uh, even though they don't gamble, which is interesting, mm. right? Uh, it's not something that I would think, but, you know, that's cool. Uh, I, you know, I definitely do put a lot of, you know, research and work into it, which, you know, that does not necessarily mean you're going to win. You know, these are sports. They play the game yeah. for a reason, and these guys got to go out there and perform, and there's a million factors that go into it. And, you know, you could do whatever research you want, and, and you know, it's not going to ultimately guarantee a win. But, you know, we are putting a lot of research and thought into these picks, and, you know, we are, we are uh, 27 and 12, which I like. I'll take that. That's a, you know, that's, that's a good number. So let's that's talk. A, that's a great number. Let's talk. Um, let's see. Let's talk to baseball. Do you think the Padres have a chance? A hundred percent. Nice. Let's kind of go in order. So we talked about this, right? This is the MLB division series, right? So it's American mm-hmm. League division series and it's National League division series. And, and baseball could not have. They could not have planned this any better. Because not only is every one of these series an actual division series, they don't call it the division series because they're playing against division rivals. Mm-hmm. Normally, you know, it used to be you can't play a division rival, you know. Um, they would reseed it. But in the division series, it's because it's the division winners who are supposed to be playing each other. And the way they have it, you're, they're actually – everybody's playing a team within their division, yep. and it's worse than that. They're all rivalry games. They're all crazy games. You know, that eight, the A's and um, – Open Astros, they they just had they just had a brawl this year. So did the Yankees and the Yankees and and um and the Rays. I mean, they were throwing at each other. I rolled a chapman throwing somebody's head this year. Yep. I mean, like they, you know, the Padres and the Dodgers talk about a a nice rivalry. So let's go let's go series by series really really quickly and just so that everybody understands what they're what they're getting here because it's not yes, the same sir. kind of March Madness craziness we had last week, but it is still pretty awesome, right? So so first. Here are some changes, all right? The division series are all going to be played in neutral sites. The American League is played in San Diego and Los Angeles, and the National League is being played in Arlington and Houston. And unlike the wildcard rounds, where in the wildcard rounds, all of the games were played at the team with the higher seed, they're now alternating hosting duties, which basically means that if the superior seed is going to bat last in game one, two, and five, and the lower seed bats last, last licks for you know those who, who play baseball as a kid in game three and three and four, right? Because there's no, it's not home field advantage, right? You're not playing at home, but you're still going to have a home team. So the only real advantage that the team of the higher seed has here, like Tampa as opposed to the Yankees, it's they'll bat last, they'll get last licks, bottom of the ninth in the first, second, and game five if necessary. Um, so here you go, Yankees at the Rays, right? Um, I, I got to go to the Yankees. This is one where, I, you know, I, I, my heart's telling me Yankees, but also my brain is saying it as well. It's going to be a fun one, right? I think if you ask 10 people, 10 experts, five would say Yankees, five would say Rays, um, you know. And are you talking about game one or the series? I'm talking about the series. I'm going to say the whole series here. I'm talking, cool. I'm talking about the Yankees are going to win the series. I think you know, the Yankees come out of that, that, that series um, you know, basically, um, I think it, it's very similar to what the Yankees just had in, um, against Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so, so just for some background, the Rays won the Eastern, uh, the, the division by seven games. And when they played against each other this year, the Rays took eight 
of 10 games in their head-to-head matchup from the Yankees in the regular season, right? So them winning the series is actually like the safer pick Tampa because, look, they won 80% of the times they played and they had a significant lead over the Yankees. But um, the Yankees just had a series where basically it was the same kind of thing where their offense was pit against a superior pitching staff and they, they beat them. You know, the Yankees are a little bit weak. The Yankees are a little bit weak in their bullpen now. The Yankees, the middle of their pitching staff is a little bit weak. But if their offense shows up the way that they did against Cleveland, they're the most dangerous team in baseball when they're healthy. And not only are they healthy, but what they did against Cleveland was obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, a you know, just really just a display of power. Um, you know, it's a shame that I'm picking the Yankees because you have to like the Rays, right? And I know I'm a Yankee homer here. Um, but the Rays are a good team. There's just no weak spot there. Their pitching is great. They got three really good frontline starters. Their bullpen is good. And it seems like no matter what, one to nine, there's no easy out in their, uh, in their lineup. So it's definitely going to be a test for the Yankees. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens, right? I mean, you know, my hope as a Yankee fan is Cole goes out there in game one, pitches lights out, and the Yankees show up and hit nine home runs. And, you know, just take the heart from a young team that just has not been there before. Um, and you know, that's the best, that's the best analysis I can give there. Astros okay. athletic. Go ahead. You, you, you want to comment on that one? Oh, I like it. I like it. So Astros and athletics as close as I think the Yankees race series is, I think the opposite here. And this is also a little bit of heart, a little bit of gut and a little bit of brain. I mean, I can't stand the Astros. I'm sorry guys. I mean, we, you, I gave you numbers of just how, how pathetic they were batting average wise compared to the year when they banged on garbage cans and cheated in 2017. Um, you know, where everybody's batting average was significantly worse. And now you got Carlos Correa going out and like beating his chests and saying, uh, look, you know, how are they, you know, what, what do you have to say about us now? We want a playoff series. You know, we, you know, you can't, you can't say we're cheaters. Look what we did. All right. Your team was under 500. It doesn't mean you're good. It doesn't mean you didn't cheat. It means you were in an expanded playoffs where, where more than half the teams in baseball made the playoffs. And you happen to squeak through in a uh, playoff series of a three-game series. The right. A's should be able to come in and make quick work of Houston in this series, like they did in the regular season, where they finished seven and three against them. Um, the A's are the better team, and in this format, uh, where there are no days off, that's another thing I should have mentioned. It's a five-game series that, if you need to go five games, you play the five games in five days, no break. So just like the three-game series was three days in the wild card, this also, five games in five days. Um, if you guys uh, – I'm watching the game as I speak here. If you guys didn't listen to our, our, our podcast three weeks ago and I told you to start picking up your Brandon Ayuk cards, you got to go, go hop on YouTube or go turn the TV on and, and check it out because I'm sure he's on SportsCenter by the time you're looking at this. Not only did he just take a nice touchdown run in, he just hurt all the defender. This is one of those like top plays. It, 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 I'm sorry to take away from the A's here. Uh, you know the A's are gonna win, but this kid, I look, we told you to buy his cards. And you did. Whoop, whoop. There he goes. He, he, he scored. just hurdled someone. Oh yeah, he he just hurdled whoever number 22 of the Eagles is at the five yard line. Cleared him, landed on his feet, and went right into the end zone. You see this? Whoop. Crazy how athletic these guys are, isn't it? Yeah, I I can't. I can't even think of myself doing this stuff, let alone do it. I can't, in my brain, I can't even imagine myself doing it. 
Um, but they're showing him doing the same thing in drills now. Um, anyway, so back to the baseball stuff. Sorry about that, guys. But it's all sports all day. I love Sundays. You got to watch this. They've showed this, this, this hurdle like 11 times now. But Brandon Ayuk, has, he, he has scored every game since we told you to pick up his cards. Um, and, we, you know, we, we had a couple of plays for a buck or two on him. So hopefully the, uh, the, the listeners of, uh, of Lucas, Tigers, and Prawns have, uh, have, have listened to a couple of these and have picked up some of their, some of their plays. So the only negative on, uh, on the A's, the, you know, there's no Matt Chapman. But even with that, I think the A's, the A's roster is stronger. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting, right? So um, I just think that this is the A's. I think the A's win this in four. I think the A's, you know, the A's take this one. Um, Padres and the Dodgers, right? So if you want to know who I'm going to be rooting for, I'm going to be rooting for the Padres, 100%. But if you want to know, you know, if you guys – I try to give you guys, like, if you're going to put money on this, who's going to win the series, I don't want to, you know, have you put money on the team I, I want to win. I want to put – I want you to have money on, on, the, uh, on the team I think will win, and that's the Dodgers. Now, I think the Padres can push them, but – it would be a totally different series if they had Clevenger and Denilson Lamette. If they had their their top two pitchers, they just don't. And without that, you know, the the Dodgers lineup is just you know it's too strong. They were the best team in the majors from the beginning of the season to the end. The Padres have too many question marks in their rotation. Um, and really, you know what this is? It's kind of like a baseball big brother little brother situation, right? The Dodgers have been there. The Dodgers have experience. I mean, they add a Mookie Betts to a team that's already been to the World Series, and he's been there, and he's won. Um, they have more depth. They have more experience. They have more talent. Um, they're not going to they're not gonna sweep, and the Padres might push them to five. Um, but If they uh, do, do you yep. think their pitching could come, come back, or they're, not, they're, they're out for the series? Clevenger, you know, they haven't, they haven't announced yet what's going to happen. I know they said they were, they were out uh, for last series. Like, you know, like they didn't mm-hmm. want to say what would happen. Um, I, I, honestly, I don't know right now whether or not um, they've announced a starting pitcher for game one. I would bet that it's probably going to be Paddock if they, um, you know, if they had to announce. Um, but they don't play until – I think they don't play until Tuesday. Tuesday, at 8 p.m., last game. Their, their pitcher is still undecided. The Dodgers are throwing Walker Bueller. Um, so, you know, I guess it'll be a wait and see and give these guys another 48 hours and see how they feel at the time, right? right. Um, but, look, if they come back, I still think it's a five-gamer. I'd love to see the Padres win. It really is a cool um, – you know, really is a cool thing, right? But it's uh, going to take a miracle. I think the vibe I'm getting from you, it's um, as much as we want the Padres to win. Well, at the not end of really, the day, right? I mean, look, it's 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 a five game uh, series in five days. The Dodgers have the pitchers, right? But here I am saying that the Yankees are going to beat the Rays, and the Rays beat them eight out of their ten times. the The Dodgers played the the Padres ten times this season. Do you know what the results were? You probably don't, but I'll tell you. The Dodgers beat them six out of ten times. So of the three series we've just talked about, the A's won seven out of ten, the Rays won eight out of ten, and this one the Dodgers are six out of ten. So of the three series we talked about, this is actually the closest one, you know, in in regular season games. The problem is, of course, that they're pitchers, and if they're not healthy, it's going to be you know a, a really tough a tough one here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, it's amazing, right? Because 
I love that Padres Dodgers matchup. And I, I really do think whoever, you know, comes out of there is the winner. Just like I think whoever comes out of the Rays, you know, I think the A's have an easy path. It kind of the same thing appears here for the Braves versus the Marlins. The Marlins are a feel good story. You know, people were shocked that they even made the playoffs over teams like the Phillies, the Mets, the Nationals, you know, teams in that division. Everybody was like the you know, the, the NL East is a strong division. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning of the year, nobody would have would have imagined that coming out of that division would have been the Braves and the Marlins. And here you are again with two teams in the same division, right? Um and, and look. I'll never say never because weird things can happen in a short series, but the Braves should be able to pull this one off pretty easy. The Atlanta offense is just a better offense. Um, you know, I expect, um, I expect the Braves to, you know, I expect the, the Marlins to keep it close. I would say Braves in four, if I had to predict this one, um, you know, Freeman and Ozuna are just, you know, they're, they're, they're too strong. Um, I, I will tell you, even though again here, I think the Braves win, I'm going to root for the Marlins just because that's a cool story. Um, it just really is. Um, you know, they've, <laughs> they've been, uh, they've been one of the cooler stories out there, but um, for, for, for our purposes, I have moving on in the American league, the Yankees to face the um, athletics in the AL championship series. And mm-hmm. in the, in the West, in the national league, I have the Dodgers facing the Braves. And we'll see what happens. We'll see, and we'll we'll reconvene in in five or six days when those games are all done, and uh, we know who's who's the final four in baseball. I I love it, man. I really want the Padres to pull one out. So do I, man. I mean, they're a fun team, but you know what you have to say about the Padres is this, right? You know, big brother, little brother. I don't know if you have a little brother. You you don't. I do. And I used to I used to pick on my little brother, and my little brother grew up seven inches taller than me. <laughs> and I don't pick on him anymore. And that's exactly what's going to happen to – and I'm 6'1", so what does that tell you? Um, the, <laughs> the, the, the Padres are going to be that little brother, and it might not happen this year. It would be cool if it does. It would be cool, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, they break through and, and come a year early. But that team is built to do some good stuff over the next couple of years. You know, they got some really good young talent. And you know how much I love Tatis, right? So I'd love for him to have another great, you know, another great playoff series. I think he's already kind of cemented himself as, as, you know, a top three in the NL MVP. And, you know, he'll be in that discussion going forward. You know, he's a young kid. Um, he can only help his, um, his, his rep, his card value and his stock mm-hmm. in this coming series. I don't think he can really do anything to hurt it unless he goes out there and strikes out like 10 straight times. So, you know, that's it. That's my final four there. Um, I'm going to ask you. I'll put you on the spot because it's halftime. Uh, Heat, the Heat going to win tonight's game? I'll take a chance. I'll say they'll beat him. I think. I think so too. They're actually playing pretty well today. I think they're. I think they'll come out. You know, he's going to come it's out. Just, and, you, you know me. I'm a trend follower. Like at the yep. core, what I do is I catch trends early and I try to follow them until they run out. Well, right now there's no trend. It, it's just they lost their best players. Uh, they're toughing, toughing it out because they still got to show up and play. And it's, it's a gritty, gritty battle. I think Jimmy Butler's having an amazing first half. But there's not enough data. There's not enough information for me to go on to make predictions that I can feel confident about. Um, but that being said, the Lakers do have a tendency to start turning the ball over a ton, uh, mm-hmm. start throwing lobs to Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard from half court which look good, but they result in turnovers a ton. Uh, My thought on this is I'm yep. with you. The, the Heat were up at halftime, and I think it's one of those things where the Lakers just they're, – they're, you know, we don't need to win this game. 
the series is in hand, and so what if we let these guys win one game? You know, I think that they, you know, they're 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 not looking to like get into a, a drag out with these guys. I think you know if this one starts to get away in the third quarter and the fourth quarter, I think the Lakers are just going to kind of pack it in and and they'll go out there and they'll they'll win games. I will say, four. I will say, the yeah, haters are going to come out on LeBron. If they do lose this game, they're going to be like, wow, LeBron can't even sweep the, the worst team he's ever played in the finals. Well, listen, then I'll have to say that Anthony Davis couldn't sweep them because I'm saying the only reason that they're where they are is because Anthony Davis is playing really well. So mm. uh, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't crush LeBron, um, you know, every time that they do something good and say it's not on him. Um, and at halftime, what did Davis have? Five points? Right? Five points. Uh, so, five points, five turnovers. LeBron so, has 16 points. LeBron. LeBron will, even if they lose, will have a 20-something point triple-double just because that's what he does. Um, and it's a shame that I poo-poo that and say he's not that great when the guy's putting up 20-something points triple-doubles in the playoffs basically every night. Um, he's obviously one of the greatest. He's not the greatest. But that's it. That's, you know, that, that's a deal. I'm going to ride with you. I think, I think Miami is definitely the, the pick tonight. Um, and listen, we hope you guys enjoy these kind of recaps. We hope you guys enjoy this stuff. Obviously, a lot of people listen to our, our betting one today. Um, and uh, yeah, we, you know, we, uh, we love doing this stuff. So um, we got some other ideas too. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll post some of these things out there. You know, I'd love to do just like a question, a question and answer episode on, on one of these. You know, you yep. guys got questions about, you know, about cards. Just throw some questions and maybe we'll do like a question and answer. Maybe we could do like a live one of these. Um, you know, uh, you know, maybe we'll post something this week or, or closer to the weekend um, where we let you submit some questions to ask Gary V for when we have him on. Uh, mm. guess not, not this coming week, but the, the week after, you know, and maybe what we can do is, um, you know, we'll, we'll, when we, when we interview him, we'll say this question comes from X and we'll name you and tell Gary, you know, who has, who's asking the question um, and, you know, give you guys, you know, the opportunity to have your question asked to Gary when we, when we talk to him. Um, just ideas like that, you know, we're, we're throwing them out there. We'd love to. Do you want them you to share on their story and ask the question, or do they want? Do you want them to DM us, or will they stay tuned and we'll let them know? Anything is fine. Listen, you know, if you're listening to this, go ahead and put it on your story. Go ahead and DM us. Um, you know, whatever you like. But we are going to have Gary on here, and um, you know, we'd love to give you a chance to ask him the questions that you have. So go ahead and fire away. Fire away, like you, Cage. You're a shooter. Shooter's got to shoot. We have an amazing week coming up. Wishing you guys the, the best of the Sunday night. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Eh, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.